News. Northern California hasn't seen this kind of an earthquake since the late 1980s. Blaze Radio's Kathy Wilson saying this one sent the Richter needle to 6.0. Some significant damage reported in the wake of the earthquake, including fires, broken water mains, power outages, and broken windows. The California Highway Patrol saying roads in the Napa and Sonoma area suffering damage, but no apparent damage to major bridges in the Bay Area. The governor declaring a state of emergency in the Napa Valley area. Tensions briefly flared, then subsided last night, then early today in Ferguson, Missouri, as nightly protests continued two weeks after a white city police officer shot and killed an unarmed black teenager. Police reported only a handful of arrests. A look ahead to 2016. Congressman Paul Ryan says he'd like to see former Massachusetts Governor Mitt Romney run for president again. I think he'd make a phenomenal president. He has the intellect, the honor, the character, and the temperament to be a fantastic president. Ryan on CBS's Face the Nation. Republican Senator Rand Paul hopes Democrat Hillary Clinton stays out of the fray. If you want to see a transformational election in our country, let the Democrats put forward a war hawk like Hillary Clinton, and you'll see a transformation like you've never seen. Paul on NBC's Meet the Press. I'm Ken Stevens with news on the Blaze Radio Network. Truth lives here. Hi, everybody. Chet Reynolds from the KFNX Weather Center. As we close out our weekend, our gradual heat up continues here in the valley. Today, look for sunny skies and a high of 103. Tonight, mostly clear with a low of 81. Chet Reynolds, Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. Currently, in downtown Phoenix, it's 99 degrees. Next news in 30 minutes or when it breaks, here on Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. Don't touch that dial. Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. Hey everyone, it's Edward Woodson, inviting you to tune in to the Edward Woodson Show. With me, your host, Edward Woodson. We'll talk business, politics, and the things that really make you mad. Catch the Edward Woodson Show. Weekdays from 5 to 6 a.m., only on Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. I'm Edward Woodson, and I'm so mad! Welcome to this week's The Prepper Pat Show, where your host, Tony Tangalus, will discuss self-reliance as a lifestyle choice and offer useful resources to help keep your family prepared for the challenges you could be facing. Welcome, Preppers, to the Prepper Pat Radio Show. Today we're going to cover in-depth stages 6 through 10 of the 10 stages of self-reliance awareness. This is included in a book that I will have at the upcoming expo. In many ways, survival and success in life depends upon awareness, situational awareness on many levels. It's truly ironic that despite the explosion of information over the last few decades with the Internet and smartphones giving us universal access to this inter- information, most people are less aware of what is really going on around them and about what is really important for survival and security than they used to be. The explosion of this information has created, as, as some of my friends call, weapons of mass distraction, which has often served to keep us from paying attention the real threats and challenges to our survival and safety as we are distracted by the lamestream media and entertainment to focus on, among other things, a proliferation of naked TV shows. I mean, there's naked shoppers, dating naked, uh, naked and afraid. There's a new show on uh, body painting, uh, skin something or other. And then if it's not that, we're hearing about the latest with Kim Kardashian or Paris Hilton. I mean, while people are being bombarded with all manner of nonsense, we're often like, salmon swimming upstream to figure out what's really important. And it's really all about awareness. Awareness about things that really affect us 
is, is what is important. And there's little doubt that the vast majority of people that are hypnotized into the normalcy bias going about their days as if everything will continue to remain status quo indefinitely. Well, let's get started with a brief review of stages one through five, which we copied, covered last week, and then we're going to do an in-depth review of stages six through ten. This information will be available in an inexpensive $2 book that will be at Prepperfest Expo October 25th and 26th at Westworld of Scottsdale. For more information on the Expo, please visit PrepperfestAZ.com. Well, stages, stages one through five include stage one, the ostrich, which is basically people that have their head in the sand and aren't paying attention. We estimate about at least 50% of the populations in that stage. We're not going to go into in-depth who they are. You know who they are. You're a prepper, and they're, your, and, and they're your friends and family who think you're a paranoid extremist moron, just, just like people thought about Noah while he was swinging hammers building the ark. Then stage two is the pirate prepper. This is, there's a certain amount of people that have that as their A-game plan, but everybody who's basically a stage one uh, self-awareness is going to fall into the pirate prepper because they're not going to have any food or water or any of the essential items they're going to need to get through a, a grid-down situation in, in a, any type of disaster scenario, and they're going to end up becoming pirate preppers, many of them, and it's going to be a bad situation. Stage three is the reluctant seeker. This is the guy where you, you know, you've been talking to him for years and years saying, dude, dude, have you seen what's going on with our government debt? Have you seen the, the EMP threats or the, the, the comets and asteroids grazing and hitting the Earth or the 9.0 earthquakes in the West Coast or, or you know, in the, the Ring of Fire, all these things that are threats, the New World Order, the government tyranny, you name it, GMOs, and they're finally going, you know, I think I should start paying attention. So they're, they're at least reluctantly seeking. That's stage three. And then they, this transition from stage three to stage four is the curious seeker. Now they're like, you know what? I've looked into a little of this stuff, and doggone it, these prefer, they, you know, there's something to it. This government debt is not sustainable. We're going to hit a situation where we're going to have massive inflation and currency collapse, and gee, it didn't go too well in Argentina and Zimbabwe and Croatia and all the other countries where they had that. And then stage five uh, we covered last week was the reluctant believer. This is someone who went from the curious seeker at stage three, the, uh, the reluctant seeker at stage three, the curious seeker at stage four, now the reluctant believer. Now they're like, you know what? I'm really starting to get that there is some things that we need to prepare for. And uh, so th that was the first five stages we covered last week, none of which are preppers, by the way. So in the ten stages of self-reliance awareness, none of the first five stages people have actually become preppers. And, you know, I go to the tea parties and I talk and I look at people's eyes. How many of you have been to prepper fest? You know, three-quarters of the room raise their hands. They get prepping. But, you know, I ask them, well, how many of you have started prepping? You know, a good half of those hands go down. Uh, so they, they, they're, they're in that, they're in one of those stages three through five where they get it, but they don't, they don't get it enough to where they're actually taking concrete steps to protect and preserve their life. So we're not going to hit stage six. So stage six I define as the novice prepper. We're estimating about three to four percent of the population is a novice prepper. The novice prepper has done enough research to know that they should start prepping and they have taken a pivotal and critical step to start doing so. Novice preppers should congratulate themselves as they have just entered the rarefied level of the top 5% of the population. It's widely regarded by many prepping advocates that approximately 5% have any basic kind of self-reliance plan in place. If you are attending Prepper Fest Expo, you are more than likely at least a stage 6 level, if not higher. The reality for the level 5 prepper is that once on the self-reliance mission, most people start to take it seriously and split their time between doing more research to validate the need to prep and taking steps to implement the preparedness lifestyle. 
The process is a bit of a feedback loop. Is when the data is researched, the answer keeps coming back that having a life assurance plan, not insurance, but assurance, is just as if not even more rational logical than having auto homeowners life and health insurance. The novice prepper has chosen to identify the matrix of the normalcy bias and has chosen to step out of it. Now, we're not going to get into definitions of normalcy bias, life assurance plan, and black swan event, but they are all in our event program that's downloadable from our website. So if you're interested in exploring this further, if you're interested in investigating before you condemn the issue of prepping, please go to our website, which is prepperfestaz.com, and on the main page you'll see an event program download. And a lot of the things that we're talking about today are in there. The fear for the novice prepper is that when the realization of the need to begin prepping hits, people often fall into analysis paralysis, not knowing where to start or what to do first. And I'll tell you, there's there's a lot of people that are there. You know, they're like, oh, the idea of prepping and, you know, having food stored up and water purification, ham radio, solar power, medical supplies, uh, you know, uh, a bug-out location, a bug-out plan. uh, You know, it's overwhelming. And they they get into this like an analysis paralysis where they just don't know where to start. Well, that's why you want to come to Prepper Fest Expo because we have a lot of vendors that you can talk to and, and, you know, you can get started on the prepping road pretty easily. A lot of it is just awareness. Um, the hope and change, this is where it is key to be dialed into preparedness veterans who can guide novices into what steps to take to become increasingly more self-reliant and prepared. Join a prepper group. Buy a great introductory book on prepping like Lisa Bedford's The Survival Mom or James Stevens' Making the Best of the Basics, The Family Preparedness Handbook. Buy one of these books. You know, you can buy them online. You can, you can come to Prepper Fest Expo. We have a lot of them for sale there. And just start digging in, and the more you dig in, if you're a stage six prepper, if you're, if you're in one of those stages three, four, five, and you're listening to the program today, and you're, you're wondering, you know, do I really want to become a prepper? Think of it this way. Prepping is not the paranoid extremist morons at Doomsday Prepper shows. What a prepper is, is really, in my mind, it's more like a farmer. It's someone who raises their own crops, raises their own livestock, maybe has a little victory garden. You know, if you live in a condo or even an apartment, you can do a little window garden. You can do some composting under your sink. We've had courses about all of these things at PrepperFest Expo, and there will be again at the next one. And and just just tip your toe into it. It's it's really something that once you get started, you're going to want to stay stay with it. Well, we're coming up on our first break. I wanted to mention a couple of things that happened this morning. I woke up to uh, get a, an alert from the uh, U.S. Geological Survey that there was a 6.1 earthquake at the Napa. And I just want to point out that that as much as they're making a big deal about that quake, it really wasn't the big one that people are expecting in California. Uh, my brother actually lives about 15 miles from Napa. He said it woke him up at about 3.30 this morning, and it, it, it uh, bounced him around quite a bit. And it was a rolling earthquake that lasted about twice as long as most earthquakes do. He said it lasted almost 30 seconds. He's experienced quite a few earthquakes having lived in California for uh, the last 30 years. This isn't, that was not the big one that they're expecting. The, there's a thing called the Ring of Fire that surrounds the Pacific Ocean, and there's four quadrants to it. There's the southwest quadrant where Indonesia is, where there was a 9.0 uh, earthquake that killed 264,000 people in uh, 2004 when those tsunamis washed ashore in uh, Indonesia. Then in 2010, there was an 8.8 in Chile in South America. Of course, everybody's familiar with the 9.0 that hit in Japan that uh, had the... Uh, uh, the tidal wave and the nu- Fukushima nuclear reactor meltdown. What's conspicuous by its absence in the four quadrants of the Ring of Fire is the 
west coast of the United States. This 6.0 was not it, ladies and gentlemen. They're expecting a 9.0 or, or thereabouts quake to hit somewhere from San Francisco down to San Diego. And when it hits, it's going to be disastrous. Um, the state of Arizona actually has a, a management plan. They're expecting 4 million refugees to come in. I know we're getting a little off target. I didn't want to get into the next stage until after the break. But uh, bear in mind, that quake, although it was, you know, it was a moderate-sized quake at a 6.0, it was not the haymaker that they're expecting. It was not the haymaker that Japan, Indonesia, and Chile, the three other quadrants of the four quadrants of the Ring of Fire, have all experienced. Well, we're coming up on our, our uh, first break. When we come back, we're going to talk some more about the 10 stages of preparedness awareness. By the way, if you want to listen to the show, podcasts and Pepper Patch Radio Show are available for free at preparednessradio.com, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Simply go to the Shows tab and click on the Prepper Patch. We'll be right back with more on the Prepper Patch. You're listening to the Prepper Patch on CAFNX. Listening to the Prepper Patch on Independent Talk 1100 KFNX. Please stay with us as we will continue to explore some of the specific steps you can take to improve your family's self-reliance and embrace the preparedness lifestyle. Alcoholmakers.com offers distilling equipment to make E85 ethanol, fuel that can power your car, generator, or anything else that runs on gasoline. Take ditch weeds, grass, or sugar water, and a little yeast, and in a few days, it will provide the mash you can distill into pure alcohol. Turn seawater into pure drinking water. Learn how you can legally and affordably secure your own energy independence by creating your own fuel alcohol through distillation. Call 480-226-2128 or visit alcoholmakers.com. American Ready Gear provides serious outdoorsmen the tools to survive. They offer waterproof fire starter chips that provide more than six minutes of steady and reliable flame, even in the wettest of conditions. Or use the fire starters for fuel in their solid steel handheld backpacking camp stove to boil water or heat individual meals. American Ready Gear products are proudly made in the USA. You can find them at AmericanReadyGear.com and on Amazon. American Ready Gear, are you ready? We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years in serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. Order the Berkey Light System today. Call the Berkey Guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at GoBerkey.com. That's GoBerkey.com today. Do you want to know the truth about buying gold? Research your precious metals investments today. Read How to Buy the Right Gold and the Dangers of Buying Gold at CMIGS.com. CMIGS was founded in 1973 by my father, Bill Haynes, a pioneer in the precious metals industry. CMI Gold and Silver offers 35 years of experience and insight to help you choose the right precious metals investment for you. We buy, sell, and trade. Research your gold and silver investment today at CMIGS.com. Looking to improve your Prepper radio capabilities? Get a powerful 5-watt VHF UHF handheld radio with a lithium-ion battery belt clip and antenna for just $69. Mention Ham Radio and get our amateur radio internet training course for just $22.50. Remember, when cell phone towers are down, Ham Radio still works. RF Gear to Go, your Arizona radio communication source. Call toll-free 1-866-448-448. 
4327 That's 1-866-448-4327. Helton Tool is Arizona's discount tool distributor. In addition to power tools, they sell tools for everyday life, such as Revereware, Chicago Cutlery, and Wise Emergency Foods. Great gifts for the holidays. They carry toys and many household items, including heaters, humidifiers, and roasters. Visit HeltonTool.com for all your everyday needs and holiday gifts. Find your next great deal at Helton Tool. That's HeltonTool.com. Welcome back to the Prepper Patch on Independent Talk 1100 KFNX with your host, Tony Tangalos. Today, Tony is discussing some of the specific steps that you can take to become increasingly self-reliant and embrace the preparedness lifestyle. Okay, Preppers, we're back talking about the 10 stages of self-reliance awareness. We just covered stage 6. We're going to hit stage 7. I also just want to mention, for recent podcasts, of the Prepper Patch Radio Show, you can now visit the Apple Tune, iTunes Store or podbean.com, that's P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com, and search Prepper Patch Radio. We've got uh, most of our shows uh, on the prepared radio, I'm sorry, preparednessradio.com as well. So there's a lot of places where you can go and see our past shows. We're also going to update you a little later in the show on how you can find out about our upcoming shows on our website. Well, let's get into Stage 7, which we call the Selfish Prepper. Estimated percentage of populations about 2%. Okay, the perception of the selfish prepper, now the prepping bug has captivated the prepper's imagination, and he or she wisely realizes that immediately after a black swan event, many people will be competing and looking for a limited quantity of resources. The selfish prepper takes great pride and effort in hiding his or her prepping lifestyle and goes out of their way to disguise it from friends, neighbors, and even extended family members out of fear that the selfish prepper will become a target and a maggot Magnet, <laughs> magnet, magnet for others to seek out when the next black swan event occurs. They'll be a target for those pirate preppers. The reality of this of this perception, the reality is not too far from their perception. It is true that once others learn of one's self-reliance plan, they will likely seek the prepper out for help at the next black swan event. And that help may be in the form of a request or it may be in the form of demand. Nobody's got a crystal ball to know what, but one of the reasons why selfish preppers keep to themselves is because they're at a stage where they really... Uh, they, you know, they, they've woken up and they're scared and <laughs> they don't want to start amassing preps and then have somebody come and take them off from them. The fear of the selfish prepper is that for the very reason there are so few prepared, it is critical that someone, once someone advances to the selfish prepper stage, they do not stay trapped there as so many people do. We are all in this together and the more that enlightened preppers can endeavor to both wake up others and also advance to the next stage of self-reliance awareness, the better off we will all be when the next Black Swan event occurs. Staying trapped in this level will lead to many conflicts between friends, neighbors, and family who are not being helped through both education and direct assistance right after a Black Swan event. You know, if you're the selfish prepper, you're going to, somewhere, somehow, word's going to leak out. You're going to talk to somebody in your family, your friends, people are going to know. And then, and then these people, you know, they're going to show up at your door when the Black Swan event hits. The very people that have been laughing and mocking you, the very people that have been calling you paranoid extremists, you know, I, I, uh, you know they're, they're humble if they look at you and think it. They're arrogant if they speak it. Uh, it just as in Noah's time, the, the people that were laughing at him were clawing to get on that ark when the rain started falling and they, they died uh, a hideous, horrible death for their, for their ignorance. Uh, these friends and family are going to be hitting you up for help. 
And uh, that's one of the reasons why it's good to become a prepper, but not to stay at that selfish prepper level because really you want to have your friends and family prepping and you need to move up into the higher stages, which we're going to address in a minute, to really inspire them to figure it out and to give them the tools and resources to figure it out. That's what a, that's what the things we offer here with the Prepper Patch Radio Show and the event program, which we're converting into a book for our next expo. That's available, again, on our website on the main page. We scroll down about two-thirds of the way, and there's a button to download the March event program. What we have in that program is 24 pages of chock full of, of, of information on why and how to begin prepping and what are some of the things people prepare for and what are some of the attitudes that keep people from prepping. And it's really important that we get our friends and family on board with this program. It's really important that we get them to figure it out. And, you know, somebody once told me, Tony, you know why so few people prep? It's because converting from not being a prepper to a prepper is about as difficult as someone changing religions. It's like it's 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 deep. It's a real deep conversion that has to happen. It's not like, you know, oh, I should cut out soft drinks or, you know, I should exercise and diet. It's not something that's just obvious to people when they want to improve their health or their safety. Uh, it's, it's really something deep, and, and the resistance to change is really, really deep. That's why it's so doggone important for the people that are preppers that have figured this out to have compassion on those that haven't, to look at them not, not with judgment and, and contempt and, and disgust for them making fun of us and laughing at us and ridiculing us, but, but compassion for the very fact that if it, by the grace of God, there go I. We could be those people. We could be the very people that are, that are making fun of us and, and, you know, to have some compassion uh, on our fellow man. Uh, that in, in the, sta- the stage seven prepper really isn't there yet. He's just focusing on his own needs and maybe his immediate family, but he's not preparing for the, for the rest. So the hope and change for the selfish prepper is to take the next step in the list and to start educating and also prepping for his extended family and friends. So now we're going to go on to stage eight, the family and friends prepper. You know, you got your family and friends calling plans you've been hearing about for years. Well, this is the selfish prepper, the conversion. And I bet a lot of you that are preppers can clearly identify this distinction from the time you were a selfish prepper to when you became a family and friends prepper. Okay, this is the first stage where the prepper is starting to act altruistically and endeavoring to help his friends, neighbors, and extended family and go beyond serving his own immediate self-interest and family needs. And I have to tell you, the joy of earnestly endeavoring to help others is profound, yet it's reserved for only those with the heart to actually do it. We're estimating that about 1% of the population uh, is currently at this level of, of stage eight family and friends prepper. This is where prepping becomes joyful. And preppers get their prepping out of the pantry, as well-known author Dr. Prepper likes to say, James Stevens. The reality is, just like every other step made on the 10-stage list, once someone starts to prep for others, there is no going back to, a, to a, a lower level. For the sense of fulfillment and satisfaction that is realized when one endeavors to help others is so strong that I can, I can tell you it truly overwhelms the giver. The sense of gratitude that some will convey when you have provided for their needs when they were trapped in the normalcy bias is more than worth the investment in prepping for them. A sense of peace begins to wash over stage eight preppers as they know they are reasonably prepared for just about any situation they're faced. I mean, they're, they're, now, they're now buying extra preps for their friends and family. And when they come knocking, they may not, you know, have a five-course dinner with filet mignon for them, but they'll have some wheat and some salt 
and, and the ability, some yeast, the ability to make some bread and, and soup and, and something to keep people alive, some beans, some rice, uh, to keep them nourished and alive at, at, at pennies a day for that stuff. So this is the, the family and friends prepper, the stage A prepper. And, you know, it's really, uh, gosh, it, it, my heart is, we could get a lot of people at this stage. A black swan event hits, and you know what? It's not going to be a big deal. This is the stage where everybody was at before the Industrial Revolution. This is the stage where people were at from the beginning of Adam and Eve all the way on up to about the end of World War II. People lived on farms. They raised their own food and crops and livestock, and they were self-sufficient. They mended their own clothes. And this is the stage that people, the majority of people living on the face of the earth were at, as Lisa Bedford states in her book, Survival Mom, on pages 6 and 7. This is the stage where everybody was at up until the last two generations. And it's only been in the last two generations where we as a, as a society, uh, right after World War II, there was this immense prosperity. Atlantic and Pacific, the A&P grocery stores started, McDonald's started, and boom, we had grocery stores and fast food to deal with our food needs. And people migrated in mass off of farms. Uh, there was 90, 95% of people living on farms before World War I. And by uh, you know the late 50s, early 60s, that had reached a tipping point where the majority of people were living in cities now. And they're becoming dependent on that fast food at McDonald's and Burger King. And they're becoming dependent on those grocery stores for creating the food and pro- providing it so they didn't have to live on a farm. And, and it's, it's this challenge, it's this paradigm shift where everybody used to be preppers. Everybody used to be self-reliant. And now the last two generations aren't. And they, instead of looking at preppers like, oh, yeah, you know, that makes sense. Everybody used to do it. It's, oh, no, you're one of them paranoid extremist morons. Well, it's, it's really sad. So the fear, the fear of the stage eight family and friends prepper is there's frankly not much fear at this level. They have to balance what prepping resources the family and friends prepper will give out with the resources they intend to keep for their own immediate family. Another key is to avoid exuding a I told you so attitude to those still trapped in the normalcy bias, particularly those in stage one who made a point to ridicule you and now come begging for help for, from you, the very people they mock. Um, compassion for others' ignorance will yield all sorts of blessings, both in this life and in the eternal life. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, they're going to come. If you're a prepper, you're going to have people showing up. They're going to look for help. And when they show up, you know, try to have compassion for them. Try to at least be a family and friends prepper where you have something for them. Maybe you can't feed them full time, but you can send them home with a meal for that day. You know, that's one of the things James Wesley Rawls uh, suggests in his in his writings in the book The Patriots or Patriots is uh, send people away with a meal and uh, tell them, you know, I may not be able to have have one for you when you come back, but here's something for you. Well, friends, we're on our second break. When we come back, we will share more with you on stages nine and ten of the stages of self reliance awareness. You're listening to the Prepper Patch. You're listening to The Prepper Patch on Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. Please stay with us as we will continue to explore some of the specific steps you can take to improve your family's self-reliance and embrace the preparedness lifestyle. Coverage you can count on around the clock. News, Jim Howell on weather, and the KFNX traffic team. Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. 
This is the Blaze Radio News. I'm Dave Perkins with the latest on this weekend's magnitude 6 earthquake in the Napa Valley area of Northern California. The Blaze Radio's Cassie Wilson. The entire bed just started to shake. It was the most violent. Just It felt like somebody picked up the house wow. and just shook it for a while and then just dropped it again. It was so incredibly violent. That's Jennifer Jones-Lee from the Napa area speaking with Fox and Friends about the earthquake that struck north of San Francisco. She says her neighbors were out right away to check for damage. We all kind of gathered at the front and walked around to each other's gas lines and, and looked at things like that. We were all smelling for gas. The U.S. Geological Survey says the earthquake centering about 10 miles northwest of American Canyon. That's about six miles southwest of Napa. The quake is the largest to shake the Bay Area since the 1989 6.9 quake. I'm Cassie Wilson, The Blaze News. The outrage over the videotaped execution of photojournalist James Foley by a masked ISIS member with a British accent has given way to a determination to find out exactly who he is. With the latest on that, The Blaze Radio's Tom Peets. British ambassador to the U.S. Sir Peter Westmacott believes the identity of the killer will be known soon. I think we're not far away from that. Uh, We're putting a lot into it, and there are some very sophisticated technologies, voice identification and so on, which people can use to check who these people are. Wes McCott on CNN's State of the Union. I'm Tom Peace, The Blaze News. And Peter Theo Curtis is free, a freelance journalist kidnapped in Turkey on his way to Syria two years ago. Today, handed over to U.N. representatives. Curtis now safely outside Syria. Nobody knows who it was holding him. They were masked the entire time. But the handoff taking place in the Golan Heights area East of the Sea of Galilee, Boston's Peter Theo Curtis is free and safe. I'm Dave Perkins. This is news on the Blaze Radio Network. Truth lives here. Hi, everybody. Chad Reynolds from the KFNX Weather Center. As we close out our work week, look for our heat up in the valley to continue. Today, mostly sunny skies with a high of 98. Tonight, mostly clear with an overnight low of 80. Chad Reynolds, Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. Currently in downtown Phoenix, it's 102 degrees. Next news in 30 minutes or when it breaks. Here on Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. What will you do when your stored supplies run out? Are you prepared? Hostel Hair provides equipment and education you need to control your own infinite food supply. We have live food storage systems for rabbits, quail, and other urban livestock for any situation and strategy. Don't be limited by what's on the shelves. Get started with an infinite food source today. Get prepped. Stay fed with Hostel Hair. Call 480-331-3761, 480-331-3761, or visit HostelHair.com. Increase your family's comfort, boost your home resale, and improve your loved one's fire safety with solid concrete construction from ICF Specialist. For home or business, insulated concrete form construction will also lower utility bills and reduce indoor pollutants. Get educated about insulated concrete form construction at ICFSpecialist.com. From a small addition to a whole house or even a warehouse, your best value when building is ICFSpecialist.com. Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. 
A good knife is a critical tool for your survival. At Lee'sCutlery.com, we specialize in new and pre-owned custom production vintage and military knives. Buying and selling and trading knives since 1998, Lee is only happy when you are. That's why Lee'sCutlery.com offers free domestic shipping and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Get your most critical survival tool online at Lee'sCutlery.com or check the gun and knife show link at Lee'sCutlery.com and pay us a visit at an upcoming show. Welcome back to the Prepper Patch on Independent Talk 1100 KFNX with your host, Tony Tangalos. Today, Tony is discussing some of the specific steps that you can take to become increasingly self-reliant and embrace the preparedness lifestyle. Okay, Preppers, we're back talking about the stages 6 through 10 of the 10 stages of self-reliance awareness. We're on stage 8 talking about the family and friends prepper. We uh, covered the issue of, you know, how great it's going to feel to altruistically endeavor to help others and the, the, the tremendous sense of fulfillment and satisfaction that washes over you when, when you're in this, in this mode. It's, it, it's overwhelming. And, and com- having compassion for others, you know, I don't want to go off on that, but it's really, it's really important to just, you know, try to have compassion for those that, are, that you know, don't have the awareness that you have. You know, we all have we all have our issues in life. I mean, there's things that that I'm learning about and discovering about myself that I've been blind to, and it's impacted relationships I've had with people that I really care about. And it's all about awareness. It's all about the awareness we have of ourselves and others around us, and having compassion for others, just as we expect others to have compassion for things we're blind to. I know I certainly do. I I, I need a lot of compassion, and I plan to have a lot of compassion. The hope and change for the Stage 8 Prepper is that with only two steps left, the traveler on the journey to self-reliance can take the next step to altruistic prepping for even larger numbers of people to the extent that one resources permit. Um, So now we're going to go on to Stage 9, which I've labeled the altruistic prepper. The estimated percentage of the population is less than 1%. The the perception here, the altruistic prepper has come to terms with the reality that despite his or her best efforts, a significant number of his extended friends and family and neighbors are hopelessly trapped in the matrix of normalcy bias, and they simply refuse to prep, despite being presented overwhelming evidence of the need to prep. Having matured through the phase of preparing for their family's own needs, their hearts are to expand their prepping capacity and resources to store even extra provisions for the extended family and possibly even friends and neighbors still stuck in the normalcy bias. The reality is that unless they have virtually unlimited financial resources, they're going to have to draw a line somewhere as to whom they can help and how much they can help them. Again, the model that James Wesley Walls recommends in book Patriots is try to have enough where you, if someone comes your way, you know, maybe you can't take them in, you can't house them, you can't, you can't uh, feed them continuously, but if you've got enough wheat Start up. I mean, if you have a tremendous amount of wheat and a little bit of yeast, you can actually recreate yeast. Uh, Chef Tess uh, talks about that in the classes she teaches. She'll also be at Pepper Fest Expo. So if you just have a little bit of yeast, you can perpetually make yeast. So you can buy a bucket. Of, you can buy a bucket of wheat at Costco. They're still under like twenty bucks a bucket. They're talking about a fifty-pound bucket of wheat. The wheat's good for like twenty, twenty-five years. And my goodness, preppers, for twenty bucks, you can literally have. Uh, and, and then you buy a flat of salt. They got those, uh, you know, the Morton salt canisters that we've all grown up with. They're, 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 they're like the 18-ounce sizes, I think, the little blue ones with the white top, the little metal pop-out thing. 
You can buy a flat of those uh, for a couple bucks, like five bucks, six bucks. So for about 25 bucks, which you spend maybe on two Starbucks or three Starbucks or a couple of tickets at the movie theater, you can have a bucket of wheat and a pile of salt. You get a little yeast. You can grind that wheat up and make bread till the cows come home. And at the very least, you can hand somebody a piece of bread, which compared to nothing, uh, I'll take a wish sandwich over nothing. Uh, a wish sandwich being, you know, you wish there was something in there. Um, but, uh, you know, that's, that's all it takes to be the altruistic prepper, the family and friends prepper. 25 bucks, a bucket a week, lasts for 25 years. Some salt doesn't ever go bad as long as you keep it dry. And you can make some bread. And, and someone wanders your way, you hand them a piece of bread for the day. You know, it's not going to really uh, totally take care of their needs, but it, it'll give them something. Uh, I want to... I want uh, the, the definition of the altruistic prepper is, is uh, my Patrick Henry quote. I want to know the whole truth and the worst of it and to provide for it. That's the Patrick Henry quote we have in our, in our prepper book. Their fear is uh, that not enough people will prep and the resources will not accommodate the demands of the family, friends, and neighbors during the next Black Swan event. And, and you know, you just have to at some point draw a line with what you're going to be able to do. But, again, a simple bucket of wheat, some salt, and a little yeast, and, and you can be in a position where you can give somebody a handout when they come by. Well, I want to take a little break before we get into Stage 10. I want to cover some of the other places that you can go to uh, uh, link up with us. To keep up with the Prepper Patch on social media, we've really started a hot rod, our Facebook and Twitter presence. You can go and like us and share us on our Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Prepper Patch Radio, and you can follow us on Twitter now at the Prepper Patch. We're starting to tweet about once a day. Uh, we're going to be tweeting all the way up uh, at least probably once a day through the expo, and then we'll probably take a little bit of break after the expo. But uh, we're going to be tweeting about all sorts of things. I tweeted about the big EMP that just uh, got reported on all the major news outlets a couple of weeks ago. It got reported in July that there was an EMP that had it fired off about four days earlier. It would have absolutely wiped out all electronics on the side of the earth facing the sun at the time it would have happened. It launched about four days after the Earth passed right in the line where the CMP hit. And uh, stuff like that, is, is, these are valuable things. So if you follow us on Twitter and, and, and like us and share us on, on the Prepper Patch, you'll do your part to help growing the awareness, to help grow the awareness of preppers in the world and, 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 and create more preppers and have more people get into prepping. So we really ask you to do that. You can do your part to really grow the prepping movement by following us on Twitter and liking us on Facebook. We are also on uh, Facebook and Twitter for the Expo, and that is facebook.com uh, forward slash PrepperFest AZ Expo. And you can follow us on Twitter at PrepperFest, P-R-E-P-P-E-R-F-E-S-T. And uh, if you do that, you can go to our Facebook page and you can like, share, and uh, visit with us, RSVP. We'd love to hear from you, do a shout-out. You can also print out a $2 off coupon for the price of admission to the next PrepperFest Expo, and you can download that coupon and forward it to anybody else you want. So for information, tickets, and inquire about a Prepper Fest Expo, being a Prepper Fest Expo exhibitor, sponsor, volunteer, please visit us at PrepperFestAZ.com, P-R-E-P-P-E-R-F-E-S-T-A-Z.com. And remember, prepping, it's not for doomsday, it's for every day. Uh, there's something else coming up this Thursday I want to mention. It's called uh, a movie called Behold a Pale Horse. 
we're going to be having a viewing of it. Now, this isn't the original Behold a Pale Horse that I've provided hundreds of copies of to various Tea Party members throughout the Valley. This is the new version. There's only a few co copies available in the country. I happen to be privileged to have one of them. And we're going to be rolling this movie out, pretty much the entire movie, at the Royal Cafe Restaurant. It, it's, it's at a group uh, meeting coming up this Thursday at 6 o'clock p.m. That's Thursday, August 28th, 6 o'clock p.m. at the Royal Cafe. The address is 10793 West Grand Avenue in Sun City. This is going to, I'll tell you what, people, we're trying to get this movie in the movie theaters. Chuck and Anita Unersee, who are dear friends of mine who made these movies, um, they made the first one that got put out on DVD, and then they reformulated about 90% of it uh, to, to have this next movie that's out. <clears throat> They're really close to getting a deal link to get this thing in the movie theaters. And you talk about waking up America, let me tell you, this movie will do it. It's got Sheriff Mack, it's got Joel Skousen, Stuart Rhodes, it's got, you name it, it's got just about every patriot-minded, liberty-seeking person in, in, in this country with a major figure in there talking about how the government tyranny is coming down on us big time, and, and we need to push back and band together to uh, fight, not fight government, uh, government. We're not against government. We're against corruption in government. And there's a huge distinction there. A lot of the liberal left likes to portray people that are uh, fighting corruption in government as being anti-government, and they're, you know, they're, they're extremists, and they're, they're, they, 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 they like to label us with all sorts of things. I'm not anti-government. I'm anti-corruption in government. I'm all for the government our founding fathers created when they started this country. So uh, that's going to be, again, the Behold a Pale Horse Waking Up America at the, at the Waking Up America Tea Party Group. Kind of coincidental there. That's the name of the Tea Party Group. And that is going to be at the Royal Cafe this Thursday at 6 o'clock. By the way, if you went to the Prepper Fest Expo and you did not get a copy of our event program, which I apologize showed up late, uh, we, that will not happen in our next expo. You have my word on that. We will have hundreds of copies there. You can come by and grab a handful, grab five or ten of them. We got we still have thousands of them left. We've given away about three quarters of them, and uh, take them and hand them out to your friends and family and neighbors. We're going to have a, a whole boxes of them there for you to pick up. So we really hope to see you there at the Royal Cafe at 10793 West Grand Avenue in Sun City, at the Waking Up America uh, Tea Party Group. And it'll uh, be a great opportunity to see a movie that really dovetails world events and biblical prophecy in a very, very clearly mandated manner. Well, we're coming up on our third break. When we come back, we're going to hit stage 10 of the 10 stages of self-reliance awareness. And then we're going to also talk about some of our upcoming guests we have. You know, September is the National Preparedness Month coming up, and we're going to have some exciting guests, some really, really important people that have real big altruistic hearts to help others prepare. So when we come back, we're going to share with you Stage 10 and all of next month's guests. You're listening to The Prepper Patch on CAFX. to the Prepper Patch on Independent Talk 1100 KFNX. Please stay with us as we will continue to explore some of the specific steps you can take to improve your family's self-reliance and embrace the preparedness lifestyle.
Do you have what your family needs in case of a medical emergency? MedPax USA offers 18 different medical kits or packs and over 100 individual items to meet your medical emergency needs. Whether you need a boo-boo kit for life's normal accidents or for a life-threatening situation with only minutes to live, MedPax USA has what you can't live without. Call MedPax USA at 855-855-5060. That's 855-855-5060. Or go to MedPaxUSA.com. The tragedy of Hurricane Katrina and the FEMA debacle that followed confirms that your family must be self-reliant. Premier Tactical is your all-inclusive source for preparedness supplies, firearms, emergency medical kits, portable solar, and long-term storage food. In today's unstable world, you must be prepared for emergencies and natural disasters. Get equipped today at PremierTactical.com. For personal attention, call 602-828-5554. That's 602-828-5554. For your outdoor and preparedness needs, visit tactical-survival-llc.com. Whether your interest is hiking, hunting, camping, or self-reliance, we have the products to fit your needs. Water purification, freeze-dried foods, non-GMO seeds, survival bags, archery, edged weapons, camping gear, first aid, and a variety of survival gear. We welcome custom orders. Contact tactical-survival-llc.com today. 602-575-7916. That's 602-575-7916. Alcoholmakers.com offers distilling equipment to make E85 ethanol, fuel that can power your car, generator, or anything else that runs on gasoline. Take ditch weeds, grass, or sugar water, and a little yeast, and in a few days it will provide the mash you can distill into pure alcohol. Turn seawater into pure drinking water. Learn how you can legally and affordably secure your own energy independence by creating your own fuel alcohol through distillation. Call 480-226-2128 or visit alcohol makers.com welcome back to the prepper patch on independent talk 1100 kfnx with your host tony tangalos today tony is discussing some of the specific steps that you can take to become increasingly self-reliant and embrace the preparedness lifestyle hey preppers we got about 12 minutes left to cover a lot of stuff so i'm going to hit really hard we're finishing the last stage of the 10 stages of self-reliance awareness. We covered stages one through nine. Nine just being completed is that the uh, the altruistic prepper. So now we're going to hit stage 10. Stage 10, I've labeled the self-reliance advocate. Estimated percentage is extremely tiny. This is less than one 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 hundredth of one percent of the people in this world. Um, their perception their perception is reality. They see the world as the incredibly fragile and potentially dangerous place it is. They have thought long and hard about the legacy they want to leave on planet Earth, and the self-reliance advocate has decided they want to be remembered for loving their fellow man enough to take a profoundly unpopular position with the hope that they will make a difference and somewhere, somehow, someone's life may be saved as a result. The The reality is that they devote their lives to helping people prepare. And they give zero thought to minimizing their activities in order to avoid enduring the stage one ridicule. If anything, the irrational attacks of others spur them on to work even more valiantly to help their fellow man, just like a soldier running behind enemy lines works to establish a beachhead as he bravely risks uh, flak taking uh, shots from all sides. The self-reliance advocate knows that he or she is honoring God by tirelessly leading others to prepare. 
and will be receiving eternal blessings for unselfishly helping others, although it's not the reason why the prepared advocate reaches this final plateau. It just happens to be one of the many blessings he or she will receive as a result of taking this final step. The definition of a self-reliance advocate, you, are, you will know you're over the target when you're taking a lot of flack. Self-reliance advocates are constantly under attack for their working unselfishly to help others. And I'm telling you, under attack from, you name it, everything in the kitchen sink, uh, the biggest attack that I see for self-reliance advocates, and I have many friends that are self-reliance advocates, I consider there, there are many, many people in this, in this valley that are self-reliance advocates that are, that are really working very, very tirelessly to help people. Some of the people that we're going to have on our radio show coming up in September, I believe, are self-reliance advocates. People like Dave and Michelle Waller of the Mesa Are You Prepared Group and Mike Gaston and Chris Mann of the Northwest Phoenix Valley Survival and Preparedness Group. We're going to have both of them. They, they represent the two biggest uh, prepper groups in the valley here, and we're going to have both of them on in September. And I'll, I'll get to the details of that a little later. But the preparedness, the self-reliance advocate gets flack from all sides. And a lot of it is spiritual. I can, I can honestly share, I feel spiritual attacks sometimes come on. And we have prayer groups that are constantly praying for Prepper Fest Expo and the success of the Prepper Patch radio show so that we can reach and touch, move, and inspire more people to get on the prepping bandwagon while they still have the time to do so. You know, when you read the book, The Patriots, uh, by James Wesley Rawls, you can see that there's a, there was a time before the, the um, skittles hit the fan where people had the opportunity to prep prep. That book's all about how to survive after the skills hit the fan. We're going to be there someday, and now's the time to prepare, and, and now's the time when the self-reliance advocates are taking a lot of flack. They take flack from uh, friends and family that mock them, just like Noah took flack when, when he was building his ark. But you know what? It's okay. It's okay because the preparedness, the self-reliance advocate is doing it for the right reasons. They're doing it to help people, and they, they just don't care. I really don't care how much flack I get, and I know a lot of other people that get a lot of flack, and it's like, yeah, you know, <laughs> that guy's in normalcy bias. He's laughing at me today, but we'll, we'll see, uh, we'll see where, where he's at, uh, you know, down the road. The fear of the self-reliance advocate, the fear is, their greatest fear is the reality that so many people are so hopelessly stuck in the matrix of normalcy bias, they will needlessly suffer and lose their lives as a result of their ignorantly refusing to investigate their legitimate reasons to prepare for when the next black swan event comes their day. You know, there's just so many people that condemn before they investigate, and uh, that's just a, a horrible, horrible reality that will come to bite so many people in the tail. Uh, that's Edmund Spencer's quote. Condemnation before investigation is the sincerest form of everlasting ignorance. The hope and change of the self-reliance advocate, they are the hope and change they want to see for the world to wake up and prepare for an increasingly uncertain future. They sincerely hope that through their efforts to boldly champion the preparedness, self-reliance lifestyle, more lives will be saved when the next black swan event manifests themselves. Well, folks, there you have it. That stage is 6 through 10 of the stages of self-reliance awareness. And uh, we will have these on posters at the next expo. We will also have them in a book available for purchase for $2 at the Expo, which will have a chock full of preparedness information. Well, I want to share with our listeners some of our guests we've got coming up. A lot of this is now getting posted on our website. So if you go to uh, PrepperFestAZ.com and you click the Prepper Patch radio tab, 
you will be able to see right now we have listed next week's guest, which is C.L. Ferris, and she's going to be talking about uh, death by dehydration uh, and water security. She's a, a, a very well-researched person. We, we, we rarely, if ever, use the word expert, but she's a very knowledgeable person on how to prepare for water storage and water purification and disinfection in a grid-down situation. And let's face it, people, water is life, and in Phoenix it's not really very abundant around here. So that's a really good show we've got coming up that will be on Saturday, I'm sorry, Sunday, August 31st. Then the following week starts September, which is National Preparedness Month. And we're going to lead off with that with a second show on water purification and disinfection by Jeff Gleason, who's more commonly known as the Berkey Guy. Jeff was at our last expo, and he's going to be at all of our expos. He really had a great time meeting a lot of friends and making a lot of friends at the expo, and he's a he's another good ardent advocate for water purification and disinfection, and he will be on September 7th. And on September 14th, we're going to start two back-to-back shows on the biggest preparedness groups in the Valley, and these are real key shows. I'll tell you what, if you have friends and family that are in the normalcy bias, I beg you and implore you, have them listen in on September 14th and September 21st. We're going to have Mike Gaston and Chris Mon of the Northwest Phoenix Valley Survival and Preparedness Group. This group is huge. They're out on the west side. I've been to several of their meetings, and they have, you know, typically 30 to 50 or more people at their meetings. A lot of times they host them at Kabbalah's now because they have such a big group that it's inconvenient to meet in a person's home. And they have fantastic meetings. The last meeting I attended at Kabbalah's just a few weeks ago was all about bug-out locations, how to find them, how to evaluate them, uh, whether, whether you're going to buy one, whether you're going to lease it, whether you're going to uh, you know, work with somebody as a guest. Uh, they, Chris and Mike put together the most fantastic presentation. Uh, they spent dozens of hours on preparing for this thing, and I'll tell you what, it was fantastic. If you're looking for a bug-out location, that presentation was great, and I believe that Chris has it available if you come to one of his meetings, he'll be happy to uh, uh, get your email address and email that out to you. But I'm not going to encourage him to do that until you, you learn more about the group. So that's uh, the Northwest Phoenix Valley Survival and Preparedness Group. They've had classes I've attended where they, they take rice and beans and they put them in five-gallon buckets and they put the oxygen absorbers in there and then they have a nitrogen they pump into the bucket before they snap the lid on it so they can get all that oxygen out of there and extend the life of those rice and beans uh, many, many times over what they would be if they're just sitting in a bag on your shelf. Fantastic classes, great camaraderie. The best thing you get out of these groups is you get to meet other people, other preppers and like-minded people. You get to network with them. You get to realize that you're not alone. There's lots of preppers out there, lots of people that see the Skittles hitting the fan, and, they're, they're, and, and they also want to just prepare for healthy living. They want to prepare for healthy living too. Then on September 21st, we're going to have very, very dear good friends of mine, Dave and Michelle Waller of the Mesa Are You Prepared group. They're the big East Valley group. Again, I've been to a couple of their meetings, and they also have large groups of people at their meetings. They are fantastic leaders. These people have a lot of altruism in their hearts, as does Mike and Chris, and they really spend a lot of time helping others to prepare. They have been really championing how important it is to, to get on the ham radio bandwagon. And, in fact, Dave and I had... Uh, I'm embarrassed to say I've had my ham radio license for a couple, uh, like almost two years now, and I've almost never used it. Well, Dave got me going, so we're now talking on the ham, and we're, we're bouncing off this South Mountain repeater, and uh, it's, it's, it's a real effective way to communicate in a grid-down situation. They have all sorts of other courses. They have, they have courses of, of all sorts of things. Again, you, there's uh, so many effective, skilled leaders in both of these groups, in both the Northwest Phoenix Valley 
Survival and Preparedness Group and in the Mesa Are You Prepared Group that when you attend the meetings, it's a, it's transformational. I mean, you get to meet so many neat people. You get to learn so much stuff. You get to exchange addresses, contact information. They often plan out-of-town events where they go go to places and do uh, all sorts of different training on, on you name it. Uh, so that's going to be on September 14th and September 21st, uh, National Preparedness Month. All of these groups' information, by the way, I just got the approval today to get this posted on our website. So we're going to add a new tab on our website for uh, it's going to be prepper groups. And we're going to have information with links to their meetup pages uh, on our on our website. And uh, I'll give them, I don't have them in front of me. I'm going to try and remember them off the time. But if you go to meetup.com and uh, search for Mesa, are you prepared? And go to meetup.com and search for Northwest Phoenix Valley Survival and Preparedness Group. You should wander upon them. We're going to have that information posted on our website within about a week. And then anytime anybody's looking for a prepper group, you can send them to prepperfestaz.com, and they can learn all about the uh, prepper groups that uh, we, we're going to uh, champion uh, getting information out there about for the people that want to learn about it. There's one other thing I want to share with you. Uh, right after our expo, which is coming up October 25th and 26th at Westward of Scottsdale, we're going to be having a really neat function called the Prepper Games. It's going to be the first publicly invited Prepper Games. It's going to be November 15th through 17th. And it's going to be, I'm sorry, November 15th through 16th at a place called Cowtown, which is right up by Ben Avery Shooting Range. It's being championed by Mike Simpson, Mike and Stephanie of Marauders Tactical Training. They've been to our expos. They're coming to our next expo. They're, they're the largest tactical training group in the Valley, and that will be November 15th and 16th. You can get more information at thepreppergames.com. We're going to start to really hot rod that website. And the tickets are going to sell out fast for that. It's going to be very inexpensive, and it's going to be uh, very cool. So we hope to see you at the Prepper Games, and we hope to see you at Prepper Fest Expo. Well, we're out of time, folks. When we talk to you next week, we're going to have C.L. Ferris talking about death by dehydration. You're listening to the Prepper Fest. listening to the prepper patch with tony tang